Next on the 5 o'clock report. That's a lesson learned for me. The amount of electric that's going to be required is going to overwhelm the grid. Kind of like the Great Commission, like they go out and make disciples. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Greg Gillespie. What a day of weather it has been from one extreme to the other just across our two states. We had temperatures reaching spring-like levels in parts of Pennsylvania while ice and a mix were a concern across parts of New York. Kevin Williams, our family life meteorologist, says that the heat wave in most of Pennsylvania was a one-day event. Cold weather across both states tomorrow, and he'll have the full details of his forecast. Many people in northern and western New York especially had power outages today as ice brought down trees and power lines. Across the nation, 800,000 people were without power at some point of today. A preliminary report on what caused the toxic train derailment on the eastern edge of Ohio, a wheel bearing failure. The NTSB report out today says they have video that appears that a wheel bearing was heating up over the last few stages of its travel. The overheating failure happened just before the derailment. The full report will take a year to a year and a half to confirm that cause. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg visited the site of that hazardous chemical spill near the PA Ohio line this morning. He acknowledged that he should have been at the site sooner. I was uh, focused on just making sure that uh, our folks on the ground uh, were all set, but uh, could have spoken sooner about how strongly I felt uh, about this incident, and uh, that's a lesson learned for me. East Palestine area residents told reporters they were disappointed that the cabinet secretary, who oversees railroads, took nearly three weeks to come see for himself. Why weren't they here right after the mushroom cloud that everybody has seen and we continue to see? We are in a Chernobyl environment here. Earlier this week, the Federal Environmental Protection Agency administrator visited the area. Alex Murdaugh claims he has been cooperating with the police after his wife and son were murdered. He has spent much of today testifying and one point said he knew he was a suspect because he was the one to find the bodies of his wife Maggie and his son Paul two years ago. Murdoch says he thought he could vindicate himself through phone and car tracking data. He testified that he found his wife and son murdered and sobbed while on the stand earlier today. Murdoch says he did not kill his wife and son, but admits his drug addiction did affect his judgment on the day of the murders. After two weeks of the Asbury Revival, the spiritual mountaintop experience on a college campus in Kentucky is wrapping up. Jenna Pelletier is a student at the school and says the seeds planted in the past two weeks will continue to blossom into the future. My prayer for myself and for, you know, the students here and really everyone that came to encounter God here is that they they take this with them when they leave, kind of like the Great Commission, like they go out and make disciples. Asbury University's communications director, Abby Lobb, says that college students came from all over to Wilmore, Kentucky, to experience how God's Spirit moved during the two weeks of the revival. We've had, that we know of, more than 160, I've even heard 200 universities who have come here, who have been impacted by this from around the world. 
Attendance estimates for the two weeks top 50,000 people of all ages. It's not rare for Asbury University to be at the vortex of a spiritual revival founded in the Wesleyan Holiness Movement. The college has seen multi-day revivals in 1908. 1921, 1950, 1970, 1992, 1996, and 2006. The 2023 version had an advantage over the previous ones. This one grew by going viral on social media. Still to come on this Thursday 5 o'clock report, overlapping fossil fuels and solar power in the same location, recruiting volunteer firefighters, and lessons learned about racism, and racial reconciliation. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The call for tonight, evening rain showers and a wintry mix, then blustering colder with snow flurries on the lake effect still overnight. Low temperatures, 20s and 30s, watch for slick spots to redevelop for some, and those temperatures drop tomorrow, ending up in the teens and 20s in the afternoon. Then for the weekend, cold on Saturday, cloudy with a bit of stores, some snow flurries. High temps, mid-20s to the mid-30s, and the cold air eases some with mostly cloudy skies on Sunday. Thank you, Kevin. Now for more of what's happening where you live in Pennsylvania and New York, the governors of both states have joined a 20-state pro-abortion alliance. States that promote abortion are banding together to enhance their standing in a post-Roe America. Democratic governors in 20 states are launching a network intended to promote abortion. Organizers led by California Governor Gavin Newsom described the Reproductive Freedom Alliance as a way for governors and their staff to share best practices and affirm so-called abortion rights in the wake of the repeal of Roe v. Wade. That's reporter Rich Thomason. Pennsylvania land that was mined to provide power for America for a century might be converted to a new form of energy for the century ahead. Terry Diener is following that story for us. The state is home to some 200,000 acres of abandoned land where coal, oil, and natural gas were once mined. Thanks to just under $4 billion in federal funds, several of those sites will be cleaned up and free of environmental hazards. The Department of Environmental Protection is hosting a study on the feasibility of some land utilized for solar energy. Officials say it can take pressure off farmlands and wooded areas. In addition, lands that in the past supported one source of energy can now be reused for another. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Pennsylvania Senator Mike Regan thinks cop killers deserve the death penalty. Regan, himself a U.S. law enforcement agent in his former career, says that it's time that the public stands with police in this most dangerous time to be a cop. It's sad and it's frustrating and uh, I'm taking action. It's not likely that death warrants will go out, though, while Governor Josh Shapiro is in office. He's recently said that he wants the General Assembly to abolish capital punishment for all crimes. On a day when many New Yorkers are without power due to an ice storm, New York is trying to change people from natural gas to electricity. A state lawmaker from Livingston County says that's a terrible idea. The amount of electric that's going to be required is going to overwhelm the grid. Republican Assemblywoman Marjorie Burns says New Yorkers should have a choice of how they want to heat their homes. 60% of our homes in this area, which are older homes, are heated with natural gas. A New York state plan is wanting to prevent 
natural gas from being added to new construction starting in 2025 and to eliminate gas-based furnaces in all homes by the start of next decade. It's hard to get workers, especially for volunteer jobs, to keep communities safe. New York's volunteer fire companies will be among many groups watching the state budget, which could include $10 million to help recruit and train folks for volunteer departments. Anything that the the state can do to support the the volunteer fire service and the volunteer firefighters specifically, I think is a good thing. I think we have to look at it that today's youth, that there's many things that somebody can do coming out of high school. And if this stipend will encourage them to choose us, then I think it's money well spent by the state. Volunteers could see a 10% property tax break if the counties go along. Parents of a New York firefighter who died at the State Fire Academy are suing the state, saying it caused the son's death because of negligent acts. 21-year-old Peyton Morse of Watertown died at the academy in spring 2021 after suffering a medical emergency during the training exercise. Next at 5, highlights from today's Thursday feature. What kind of things are happening Black History Month or year-round that actually work against the goals of those who are, are seeking equality and understanding? Yes, we celebrate the history of African Americans. I think it is important that we are um, honest in telling the story to recognize that our nation, which I believe is the greatest nation that's ever been, has had challenges and has had moments of triumph. My own ancestors came to this country um, against their will as slaves, that, that my grandparents lived through Jim Crow and segregation in, in the American South. My own parents were born into and lived as children in a segregated society in the U.S. South. It's important that we don't forget those aspects of our history. Celebrating those accomplishments at the same time we talk about the problems that to some level or other still exist. I think both are incredibly important. Um, and, and, And I will tell you as an American, I'm so hopeful. As a Christian, I am incredibly hopeful. I I see the hand of God at work from our nation's founding throughout our trials, throughout our challenges, and in our triumphs. Dr. Wayne Lewis is the president of Houghton University. You can hear my full conversation with him on our news podcast page at familylife.org. Now time for your stock market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. We get that from Dave Margalotti. After an undecided opening, stocks turning positive this afternoon. Chip company NVIDIA saw a 14% gain after reporting better-than-expected earnings. Domino's and Moderna suffered a rough session, also after reporting falling 11% and 6% respectively. Labor market strength remains as initial and continuing jobless claims fell from last week. After the bell, we will see earnings from Warner Brothers, Discovery, and payment processor Block. Oil today, just above the $75 a barrel mark. The Dow gaining 108 points, the S&P 500 adding 21, and the Nasdaq gained 83. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. 
What present do most people want to receive? Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. For more than a decade, it's been gift cards. Once seen as impersonal, gift cards are now more than welcome. One giant coffee retailer sold 58 million of them last December. If you receive one, be sure to write down all the numbers on the card in case you lose it. Or go online and register it. You'll find the info on the card itself. By law, you have five years to spend the money, but there might be a fee after the first year if you still have a balance. A gift card may help you stay on budget, while giving one could be a blessing to a friend or family member. Oh, and one more benefit? Gift cards are perfect for re-gifting. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Certainly mixed conditions across our region today with ice for some and spring warmth for others. For the passage of an Arctic culprit will mean winter for all come tomorrow. Tonight, evening rain showers and a wintry mix, then blustering colder with snow flurries on the lake effect snow overnight. Low temperatures, 20s and 30s, watch for slick spots to redevelop for some, and those temperatures drop tomorrow, ending up in the teens and 20s in the afternoon. Then for the weekend, cold on Saturday, cloudy with a bit of snores, some snow flurries. High temps, mid-20s to the mid-30s, and the cold air eases some with mostly cloudy skies on Sunday. Thank you, Kevin. And finally, at 5, we always like to check the almanac to see what's happening on a given day. It's the fourth Thursday of February, and since 2006, this day is National Chili Day. If you haven't made plans for supper, that may be an idea. It's since 2006, but chili's been around for quite some time. I haven't checked the calendar to see if tomorrow is National Antacid Day. That is it for our 5 o'clock report. This is the world we live in, National Chili Day on 2-23-2023. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.